Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Before we get to our guest, just a reminder, if you'd like to help us out at Cannabis Health Radio and make a donation, go to our donate page at CannabisHealthRadio.com and make a donation, either a monthly donation or just a one-time donation, and help us out here at Cannabis Health Radio. There are other things you can do, too. You can go on our Facebook page and like us, as well as Twitter, and follow us on Twitter. And you can also go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. So to make a donation, go to CannabisHealthRadio.com and go to the Donate page and help us out. And for those who have done that so far, we say thank you. Now to our guest. Our guest today has dealt with a number of serious health issues over the years, including COPD, heart disease, diabetes, and cancer in his right lung. And joining us from Ontario, Canada, to talk about how cannabis has helped him is Dave Holloway. Dave, very good of you to do this. Thanks very much. Oh, you're quite welcome. Dave, what impact has cannabis had on your health overall? Uh, In general, it's helped quite a bit with uh, various things. It's helped some of my friends with various things as well. Uh, When I can afford it, I will uh, make RSO and hand it out for uh, cancer relief. A lot of people don't believe that the oil will cure them, so they go ahead and they do their uh, standard chemo treatments and radiation and all that crap. And, uh, you know, I give them that to try and it at least helps with the symptoms and uh, brings their whites back up, their white blood cells, and uh, helps with appetite and that kind of thing. So it's not all lost, and it's going to take a while to get the public, because of the brainwashing and everything over the years, it's going to take a while to get the public to trust that there is a cure for cancer, for one, and that uh, there's many other Uh, health problems that can be helped with the use of this plant. Dave, give us an overview of some of the health issues you've dealt with over the years. Uh, Back about 15 years ago, I got diagnosed with COPD, and I got uh, a specialist online. He was an internist, and now he is the the head of the cardiac unit at the local hospital here. Uh, He diagnosed me with COPD. And this was before I got put on oxygen. He acted as my family doctor, actually, because I didn't have a family doctor. There was a shortage here in Ontario. And uh, he was very, very good to me. And he helped me through a lot of lung infections and that sort of thing and kept me working. And I was very, very grateful to this man. And he is still my specialist today, although now I do have a family doctor. The first thing he did that really helped me was I went into the hospital seeking some help because I had a difficult time breathing, 
and they gave me one of those face masks, you know, put the mask over the face and the steam comes out. Mm-hmm. It looks like steam, but uh, they actually gave me two. I guess I fell asleep during the first one and they decided to put me in a room. They hospitalized me. And when I came to, there was a guy in the next bed who had been in, um, in that room for a couple of weeks fighting, forget the name of the disease, a real serious one, but he had a double lung transplant and they were rejecting on him after five years. I passed out while I was talking to him and he rattled the cage, pushed the nurse's call button and I got rushed down to back down to emergency where that specialist just happened to be doing some time. And uh, he intubated me and sent me to a hospital in Scarborough and I was in a coma, an induced coma, for 17 days. And every time they pulled out the intubation tube, I wouldn't breathe on my own, so I was given last rites. In, in actual fact, I had died before I got back to the emergency room. He brought me back to life and then shipped me down to a um, lung specialist hospital where I stayed and where I partially recovered before being sent back to my hometown where I spent another two months in the hospital. That started the whole ball rolling with the oxygen and and all of that thing. And Dave, sorry to interrupt here, but just uh, just for some clarity. So when you went into the hospital and, you know, died and were brought back, etc., this was all a result of the COPD? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I went to get uh, the oxygen mask treatment because that had helped me in the past. And it did help me, apparently, but it only helped me for so long. And then it kind of relapsed on me, and it put me out, you know. Uh, the My roommate, which was in that room, uh, I met up with him about three months later. I didn't know who he was. And he told me what happened in that room, and I was shocked because nobody knew. I couldn't get the doctor to tell me. And he told me what happened, and that's how I know. But it took me two months when I got back to my my hometown hospital to recover and get sent back home. And at that time, that's when I got put on the uh, the government assisted the Ontario Disability Support Program. And since I've been on that, it's it's been a an uphill battle, and new things popping up and. Diabetes popping up and heart disease popping up and where cannabis come into play was about uh, six or seven years ago when I was uh, actually I was listening to a radio program that Corey and Jen were involved with and I signed in and I talked to Rick Simpson and found out that there were ways that I could treat my COPD. And I tried a couple of those ways, and it seemed to help. During this time, being that it's a lung issue, I had lots and lots of chest x-rays. It seemed like every week or two I was in the hospital getting another chest x-ray. Well, one of those chest x-rays, there was a spot found on my right lung, and I got referred to a thoracic surgeon down in Toronto, I went to see this thoracic surgeon, and he looked at the x-ray, and he told me that 90% of these were um, malignant, 
And he says, we can, we can screw around and we can take biopsies and we can do everything else. It takes about six to eight weeks to get the results back from the biopsy. He says, during that time, this thing can grow to be twice its size. He says, all I can say is it's a spot. It doesn't belong there. Let's get rid of it. And I, I agreed, and my sister came with me, and she agreed. But because of the past episode of my experience with dying, quote, unquote, they were afraid to put me under to do this surgery. So I had to go through six weeks of testing to see if I could withstand the... The, uh, the anesthetic. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. And um, they finally, they said, yes, you can, you can withstand it. Uh, come back and see me. This was the thoracic surgeon says, come and see me and we'll set up an appointment for surgery. When I went to uh, set the appointment up for surgery, I had to go for an x-ray beforehand. I went in to see him in his office and he looked at the x-ray and then he double-checked my name. He flipped through it and every which way but loose and said, uh, what did you do? It's gone. Nice. And I said, what's gone? And he says, there's there's nothing there. He said, well, I don't know what you did, but whatever you did, you got rid of it. And that's when I told him that I used the RSO. Um, I used it orally. I vaporized it, and I used it as a suppository. What was his reaction? He wasn't that shocked. He, he kind of looked at me. He says, you know, I've heard of it. He says, but I've never seen it. And I said, well, that's exactly what I did. I didn't do anything more or less. And if it's gone, hey, hallelujah. I said, now I don't have to have surgery, right? And he says, no, I can't see how any kind of surgery would help you. He says, come back in a year and see me, and we'll see if it's still there or if it's gone or what. And it's been uh, four years now. Awesome, Dave. That's great, eh? Yeah, I was uh, I was kind of surprised myself uh, that it worked, but it did. It's the only explanation I can come up with. What do you figure you were taking as far as how much you were taking? Because these are the type of things people always want to know. So um, how much were you taking when you were trying to... Uh or when you got rid of that? Okay, first of all, with the suppository method, I was I was using the size of a capsule. I'm not sure what it's, the double zero, yes. a, gel, a gel cap. Mm-hmm. And I would fill it up about a quarter with the oil, which is like about the size of four grains of, of uh, rice. Right. And I used a lady's... Um, Yeast infection tool, you know, yep. one of those. Uh, applicator. To get yeah, applicator. That's Ian's that's looking it. confused. And I'll go buy you one later today, Ian, so you can see what it looks like. <laughs> I didn't even know they had those things. Sorry. <laughs> but, but I used that and, you know, cleaned it and alcohol and everything after each use. And I used it twice a day. I ate, I ate the oil just off my finger and sometimes in a capsule. Um, about one quarter of what I put in the capsule. Okay, because uh, I found it was it was just getting me to be too high. Yeah, yeah. It's... And 
key. I can't function when I get that high. I just kind of jam out on the couch and. Right. So for people who are listening who may not have heard this before, if you do suppositories, you don't get high. That's right, because uh, apparently when you eat it, it goes through your liver and then gets dispersed to the rest of your body. If you don't eat it and put it, you know, in no man's land, so to speak. But not uh, too it, not too far into no man's land. That's key. No, no only a, a couple of inches, just past this, what they call the sphincter. Mm, yes. It actually... Uh, it works. Corey has mentioned many times, Dave, on this program, that people who have lung issues, particularly lung cancer, cancer. <laughs> if they use the oil as a suppository, it works extremely well. And we've talked to several people who have actually, there was a fellow in New Brunswick who had lung cancer. His brother had lung cancer and died a year earlier. His father died of lung cancer. He got lung cancer and did not want to go through chemotherapy, started taking uh, the cannabis paste. It's a little different than the oil, but it still works. It's from the cannabis plant. And within 11 weeks, he got rid of it. And it was just an amazing story. And you did yours in, what, six weeks? Six weeks, yeah. Six weeks, that's great. Now, did did taking the cannabis oil help you at all with your COPD? And the reason I ask is because the, the always we always get a lot of interest in COPD. There must be more of that out there than I really ever imagined. Mm. So how did it deal yeah. with your COPD? I actually, um, first of all, in making, making the oil the first time, that was with assistance from, from a grower. Um, after I got rid of that, it was like, okay, I'm on my own and I got to pay for it from now on. So I wasn't really able to keep it going. So I didn't really notice any change in the COPD, to be honest with you. Although I, I trust that there is a difference. Um, I've talked to some people online that say that, you know, they swear by it and, um, most of them are smokers. Which is, you know, apparently smoking only is only 20% effective as a medicine. Um, vaporizing is about 60% effective. And suppositories for eating it is about 80% effective. I haven't been able to really explore that option because of money issues and not being able to afford to buy the raw product. David, talk to us about this balm that you make. Um, and now that again, that was uh, supplied to me by my 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 friend who's in the he's in the business of uh, hydroponic business. He supplied me with some to try a recipe that I'd come across, and apparently this balm is supposed to be good for numerous afflictions, everywhere from infection to um, nerve to arthritis relief, uh, relief from fibromyalgia, and depending on the length of, of time that these things are used for these purposes, can actually sometimes reverse or at least put into remission some of these diseases. And it's been proven, a friend of mine uh, grew her own in her backyard, and she was using a method of just eating it 
without decarboxylation. Uh, you can explain what decarboxylation is, but decarboxylating uh, marijuana, all that does is makes it psychoactive. When you're using medicinal marijuana, you don't need it to be psychoactive. All you need is to have the THC and the CBD and CBMs extracted from the plant. That's what you actually need for the cannabis to be of help to you. Um, so I tried non-decarboxylating extraction methods, such as I had just had it soaking, you know, like in uh, in olive oil, and you got to stir it three or four times a day. Then you strain it off through cheesecloth and a strainer, and then if it's still a little gritty and grainy, then you put it through a coffee filter, and you come up with this green-colored uh, greenish gold colored liquid and uh, you add the other ingredients to it beeswax is one of them and that helps to solidify it as well as coconut oil which helps to solidify it and you store it at room temperature now since i made it and i'm the first one to want to try it i'm also a uh, diabetic type 2 diabetic and i have diabetic nerve pain in my legs so the first place I tried it was where the pain was, directly where the pain was in my legs. And I had been on painkillers from the doctors, and that sometimes, you know, relieved it, but it didn't take it right away. After I applied sparingly this balm to the areas where the, the pain was, the pain went away within 10 seconds it completely went away, and I was like, holy cow, this really works. So I told my friend about it, and she says, oh, yeah, it can really help. She says, let me know when you get it made, because I want some. Apparently, her grow got stolen, and she hasn't grown any, but she had put her uh, fibromyalgia into remission uh, and was in remission for approximately five years but now it's coming back and since she's not growing it anymore she asked for me to send it to her so i will know more about that um after she tries it out but my wife has tried it uh, she has um rheumatoid arthritis and she gets a lot of pain relief after she's put it on her major joints knees elbows wrists uh, some finger relief, but um, it, it, it takes away some of the pain. It doesn't take it all away, but I'm hoping that if she uses it long enough, it may take it all away and even start to reverse it the same way that it can reverse fibromyalgia, or at least put it in remission so it doesn't get worse. Dave, do you sell this online? Uh, no, not as of yet. I was thinking people will probably, who hear this, will probably be interested in this product. Uh, it's uh, a cannabis-based balm, B-A-L-M. It's a cannabis balm, balm. Yes. that right. uh, helps with, I guess, nerve pain that people have. Um, it's actually, from what I've been able to figure out through hunting online, it's supposed to help with a number of different things. Right from mosquito bites 
to infections to nerve pain. Uh, and everything in between, pretty and every, much. And everything in between. And everything in between, yeah. Burns, scar tissue. Um, what, what do they call that uh, skin disease? Uh, psoriasis? Psoriasis. psoriasis. Yeah. Any, that any, kind of thing is supposed yeah. to Any sort of skin condition, it sounds like it's it helps. Right. Arthritis, fibromyalgia, muscle pain, diabetic nerve pain due to diabetes. Diabetic peripheral neuropathy. Peripheral neuropathy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, varicose vein relief um, and possible remission. Cuts, scrapes, burns, insect bites, and other skin abrasions. And a healing ointment for other skin disorders such as psoriasis, eczema, and even apparently acne. This is what I've been able to find out. So, um, I have given it to a friend who has, they call it pre-cancer. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but doctors have been working with them for about a year, trying to remove this or get rid of it. I gave some to him about a week ago. He's applied it every day, twice a day, and it is now gone. Great. So skin cancer is another uh, another possibility but since i haven't had it you know i i made it myself and i'm in the process of trying it on different things to see where it does help and doesn't help because mm-hmm. i don't want to sell it online for one thing i don't think it's le- legal to sell anything online yet and i don't want to get myself in the position where i end up going to jail you know with all my problems and everything like that i would die there so i have to stay out and uh once the laws are approved and everything else then i might try to do that yeah. at least pass pass the recipes along because you know people can make their own they don't have to buy it from me and i'm not out to make any big money off this i just want to help some people out Dave, given your condition with COPD, your heart disease, your diabetes, and your cancer, do you think you'd be alive today without cannabis? Uh, I think I would be, but I wouldn't be in the shape that I'm in. I, I think that the cannabis has improved my quality of life, and without it, I would just be on more pills you know, yeah. um, the last hospital stay that I had, uh, they completely revamped my my medicinal list, and approximately thirty to forty percent of the of the um, medicines that they had me taking, they eliminated, so they didn't need them anymore. Are you on so, many medications now? Oh, about twelve pills in the morning. Uh, not now, about 9 in the morning and 5 at night. It used to be about 13 or 14 in the morning and about 8 at night. So it's decreased the amount of medications that I need. Now, during the course of making this RSO for my friends, I take minimal amounts by capsule uh, every morning and every night. And slowly, it seems to be eliminating my medications. Nice. Very nice. No, that's uh, that's great. 
David, is there anything you'd like to say in conclusion? It sounds like uh, you're on the road to, well, you're on the right track, let's put it that way, with uh, I hope so. your, with your various ailments. So you're reducing the number of pharmaceuticals you're on. You have uh, developed this great multi-purpose balm that uh, helps people with various ailments and uh, also helps your wife with her rheumatoid arthritis. Anything you'd like to say to people who may be listening and who are seeking some, uh, I guess, some comfort in uh, taking cannabis? Due to the fact that many people go online for answers, and due to the negativity that they see online and the different things that are posted by, by people, don't believe everything you read. You know, keep positive and just know that this plant has been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And it's been eaten for thousands of years. And up until 1937, when the movie Reefer Madness came on and shocked the nation, when they made cannabis illegal, disease was minimal. Cancer was one in a thousand After they made this illegal, all these things, the COPD, the the type 2 diabetes, to, to the, we were born with cannabinoids in our system. And due to breathing and eating the chemicals that are in the air and in our food, it has destroyed the cannabinoids and the cannabinoid receptors in our body. All cannabis does is put those cannabinoids back and repair the damage done by what we've eaten and what we've breathed. So I can't see any harm in in using a plant that has been around since the beginning of time. Amen. Well said, Dave. Yeah, that's good. It Dave. has survived everything it has survived everything and it's still here and And, dave do you know what Corey and i are going to do we're going to make a movie called broccoli madness (laughs) broccoli madness (laughs) (laughs) so nobody eats broccoli anymore and and the police break Uh, into your home if you're growing broccoli in your garden (laughs) (laughs) dave it was great to talk to you appreciate it thanks very much well, I hope I was some help to you and your listeners, and uh, I look forward to listening to this. Thank you so much, Dave. You're quite welcome. If you would like to tell your story on Cannabis Health Radio about the use of cannabis for medical benefits, send us an email at info at com. Just give us a bit of background as to why you were using cannabis and uh, the effects it had, what it did for you, and the health benefits. And we'll get in touch with you. So wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. 
Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.